I'm a part-time What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 18. Today with my good friend Matt Benoli. He is the CEO of a company called Stage 20 Agency. They are an entertainment management and booking company. Um, they've helped out with bands in our area, including Ballyhoo and Bumpin' Uglies, Higher Education, Joey Harkham, and uh, are helping manage my band, The Hollow Truths. So we kind of just talked about what Matt was up to prior to the shutdown and what he's been up to since the shutdown as far as organizing events, both sporting and music, and uh, just kind of talked about life in general. Um, you can find his stuff at the stage 20 agencycom if you need help organizing an event of any kind of variety. Um, other than that, hopefully everybody out there staying safe, staying sane, and all that stuff. In any case, without further ado, we'll get this interview started. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so, so for the sake of the podcast, I'll just introduce you here um, as Matt Vinoli. Yeah, man. Of uh, Stage 20 Agency, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, man. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what we'll be here to talk about mostly, is just try to get into that and what you've been up to and what you've been doing, or the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Definitely we'll a try, lack thereof. We'll try not to lament the situation too much. Yeah. But uh, prior to the shutdown, I mean, you were getting your ducks in a row as far as trying to get the business off the ground. So I thought it'd be cool to have you break it down on the podcast and talk about what you're doing with bands and what you're doing with festivals. And I know you can't make any, you know, big announcements or anything, but uh, moving forward, it seems like you're getting things together. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, before the <laughs> shutdown, I... I definitely was getting my ducks in a row. I had a, a bunch of stuff lined up, uh, had some good opportunities that were going. We were trying to look into doing some concerts, uh, some festivals, trying to get you in on some of those. But, uh, you know, it was it was a slow process. Um, we were we were moving pretty well. We were, you know, booking stuff. We had some uh, sporting events. We were going to do a big event for the police week that D.C. holds every year. We were going to put a hockey game together. A uh, doubleheader hockey game, and we were right in the midst of planning it, and had the teams ready to go. We had the venue good to go, and it was just you know full steam ahead. And then here comes that brick wall. So it uh it sucked. We you know it it was almost like things were falling into place. You know people were pretty receptive. They were excited about doing some new unique events that we haven't seen before. Um, and then, yeah, just like everybody, especially in that industry, uh, it just slammed, the door slammed shut. Um, but we're, you know, after trying to figure out how we were going to move forward, you know, we um, started planning, I guess. And, you know, we basically threw away 2020 and started going after 2021, seeing what we could do. It'd be great to do something in the fall, but not too optimistic on that. But just trying to get things in a row for next year, uh, put ideas to paper. We actually, strange enough, I hired two people in this shutdown, but I don't have anything for them to do yet. So, so yeah, yeah, just uh, 
getting them on unemployment or something. Oh, I can't, I can't do that yet. Uh, they're, I, I have them hired as a 1099, so I can't okay. get them on employment. But, you know, just trying to build a, uh, a base of people that we can rebrand this company. Because the company started in 2014 as just a simple brand, content, website, media agency. We did music videos and short form content, commercials, sporting events. Well, no, not sporting events, but we captured sporting events. We worked with the FDNY and the NYPD hockey team in 2017. So we got to do some really cool stuff. And, you know, I took some time away from that. I, you know, went into some other things, thought I was going to do some other things and realized I missed it a lot and thought that there was a unique opportunity for me to expand that business into doing more live events. So that's kind of you know, where we left off, we, you know, I started everything back up, reopened the bank account in January, we were full speed ahead, and go, here comes, here comes May 15th, just slamming the door. Yeah, I guess, uh, the governor officially lifted the band, but, um, it seems to be a county by county thing, and yeah, there's a lot we I heard Howard County's not even going to reopen at first, so... It's gonna be a while it for us. I live in, you know, I, you know, as you know, I live in Columbia, yeah. so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like many counties are gonna open up right away at all. No, but. probably like the Eastern Shore or Western Maryland, they'll probably open up. Yeah. The exactly. Central Corridor probably not for a while. Yeah, and then we can speculate on if and when music ever comes back. I mean, I've been sort of looking at booking gigs but obviously it's i don't know tentative at best Mm -hmm. yeah so every every venue i've talked to every band i've talked to uh because one of the things we wanted to do it is put a um, music festival at guinness up in uh north north elkridge area baltimore county area um that new that new brewery that opened and you know had a lot of good conversations with them, had some good conversations with audio production, uh, front of house people, stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of bands definitely expressed interest, uh, which I can't, I can't say the bands on here who have expressed interest, but, you know, but everything's case by case. You know, those guys are concerned right now with making sure they can just keep the lights on in their house instead of looking for a gig that's a year away. Yeah. Well, I guess we could talk a little bit about some of the bands you worked with, right? Sure. I don't think that's against the rules. No. I mean, I just can't talk with... about the things that are coming up yet that aren't yeah, official. Yeah, the, the future stuff. Yeah. But the past stuff, I mean, uh, you've worked on Bumpin' Uglies music videos. You've worked uh, with Howie of uh, Ballyhoo. Yep. So, I mean, you've definitely been involved in the scene here for a little while. Yeah, I love and Howie, what... man. He's such a good dude. Like, he is definitely the... He's exactly what you think he is. He so respectful, respects everybody, loves everybody. He'll answer any question you have, whether it's an email or uh, Instagram message, text message, whatever. He's he always gets back to me. I don't blow his phone up. I don't think anyone should blow his phone up. You know, let the guy have his privacy. But he's always willing to help people, and that's definitely the thing that I can say about Howie. Yeah, it's awesome. He actually was the reason I started this podcast mm-hmm. too. Just listening, listening to his podcast, and if anyone listens to this one, I'd say it's called uh, "Tales from the Green Room." Yeah, I'm addicted to his uh, podcast. I listen to it every uh, time. It, 
it's fun to listen to just a because he's from maryland but yeah. b i mean he, he knows his shit and he's passionate about it and i don't know he's a hyper energetic kinetic dude yeah absolutely yeah. um i t- i he he did a question recently on one of his facebook lives like hey who should i who should i reach out to and everyone's saying like uh dirty heads and revolution which he already did uh, conversations with them, which I could listen to over and over again. But I was like, "Get me, get me producers for Reggae Rise Up. I want to hear from those guys." Um, you yeah, know, that's the one of the things that you know. I always scroll through and I try to find those guys. I mean, it, I love hearing from you know people like Aaron Rockme of uh, Revolution and Duddy and Jared uh, and all those guys. But I mean, I definitely I'm more of a behind the scenes guy, as you know. So I, I want to hear from those big concert producers that produce these festivals and these shows and you know see what the, you know I, i'm just i'm addicted to the business of sports and music i think it's so fascinating what goes on and what goes on into it people think that you know you guys just jump on stage and just roll with it that's not that's like one percent of it if if one yeah seriously yeah i was listening to one of howie's podcasts recently with his tour managers yeah and i saw that one they too. were talking about yeah, it was a good one. They were just talking about how, like, every once in a while, maybe once a night, they get, like, 30 seconds to sort of sit back and actually maybe watch, you know, a minute of the set, but then it's right back to work. Yeah. So. Yeah, Alex, well, when we were doing the, um, when we were helping out with the live stream show that they had a few weeks ago up at um, Hartford Sound up in Hartford County, uh, Alex, their tour man- their current tour manager, uh, even while the show's going on, is running back and forth between the front of house and the uh, control room and trying to get the stuff back on stage. It, it never ends. And you can see the guys, they have headsets in their ears. So th- they definitely have it down to a fine science on you know their stage presence and their production value. You know, It's very obvious why they're such a hot commodity. They definitely know what they're doing behind the scenes and in front of the, in front of the fans. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, I look up to those dudes, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool that you've uh, sort of you know been able to work with the the players and the all stars of the the Maryland all-stars. music scene, as it were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to to the average person, they're they're all nobodies, but mm-hmm. to people like us, and you know, I I think it's cool for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely a behind the scenes guy. So if I can get the chance, you know, I, I did. Part of why I do this business is just because I mean I can get I can get a job with Grubhub and sell pizzas and probably make the same amount of money that I would doing this, but I don't know it's it's a fun experience for sure. Yeah, my anything music I make the least amount of money on. Like that's probably the thing I make the least money on, Um, but it's hands down the most fun. I love working, doing music stuff, doing concerts. I wish it paid more, but it doesn't. Yeah, and then Joe, Joe's crab Joe's crab shack commercials probably pay the most by comparison. So, <laughs> all right, shout out to Joe's crab Joe's shack. Crab shack. Hopefully, we get some crabs this summer. I mean, you would think it would be a good season with maybe a little less human disturbance. You know, it's a good. It's you know, a good seafood place in Howard County is um, Crossroads Pub in Dayton. I'll take you up there one day. I don't know if you ever oh, been yeah. there. I, you know, we grew up. Me and my buddies grew up there, so uh, we would always go there and in high school and underage drink and everything. It was great. Hope, nice. <laughs> yeah. Hope they don't get busted after hearing this. Eh, people are stricter nowadays than they used to be, I think. Oh, so easy back but, in the day. Now, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. You think it is? You think it is harder now to get to get away with that kind of stuff? I guess it ultimately depends how easy it is to get fake IDs now. I thought um, it was easier. I thought they just order them from from a ripoff website. Yeah. Yeah, I assume you can still do that. Um, you know, I have to officially say I've never done that, but uh, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> Yeah. I certainly know that it's possible right. with the wherewithal and the right, uh, you know, interest in doing that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they've shut shut those sorts of things down or, or I'm sure what. When they find them, they shut them down. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully things will start inching their way back to normal this summer. I don't. I don't God, know. I hope so, man. I, I'm done. I'm done with this whole thing. Yeah, I know people are hurting, and that sucks, and I feel bad for that, and I feel bad for people that get sick, and especially families that, you know, sucks to lose someone to something like this, but on a selfish, on a selfish, on a selfish level, man, I I need to get back to normal, just like everybody else. I also feel like we have a weird uh, perspective on this, being our occupations, sort of being on the, on the front lines, where it's like, we kind of see the worst of it but we're also just out in it and i don't know if that like just lowers our sensitivity to being freaked out definitely the sensitivity i feel like we just sort of have to accept the reality of it even though you know it's obviously scary so definitely the sensitivity Uh i think we're just yeah we're just we're just used to that type of environment, so it is what it is, I guess. Right. It's like soldiers when they get uh, back to war, I guess. Well, I don't wanna yeah, exactly. well, I don't wanna compare yeah. those types of things, but probably not. But at the same time, <laughs> you know uh the show goes on for us, I suppose. Hopefully. Whether we li- whether we like it or not. Right. The music side is obviously not, but yeah. the work side certainly marches on. Um What you drinking? So I uh, got myself a little sparkling water going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. A, a, a little sober streak here. Yeah, I gotta going with the bad stuff here. Good old classic Ooh. diet. Yeah. Yeah, I got my birthday coming up. I'm gonna turn the the big three zero. Welcome to the soon. club. Yeah, I'm hoping it uh, it's a, a fun side of things, but we'll see. <laughs> I've had more fun in my 30s than in my 20s, man. Yeah, I feel like as long as your body holds up, then like mentally, it's got you know, it's kind of cool because you you're sure of a lot more things than you used to be or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't know what it is. You just know yourself better. I just mean because I'm making more money and I've been able to travel the world more. <laughs> or that, yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, although travel is another one of those things where. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to the Caymans uh, in August, so I'm hoping I can still do that. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Like, if you got the virus, would you feel differently, I guess, about it? Or would you not care? Or I, I don't know. I kind of feel... I don't know. I guess if I was on death's door, I probably would. Like, if I got it really, really bad and I had to be I hospitalized and on a ventilator, I probably would probably think differently. But I kind of feel like... I feel like I might have already had it. I thought I had it in February. Because I got really yeah. sick in February after we had that Capital One game. Um, it was the same time where I hurt my back. I got the flu at the same time. And uh, my wife, Tori, she was sick too. So I kind of feel like we 
had it maybe or it could have been just the flu yeah i think a lot of people feel that way as far as i can tell yeah it's definitely been in the country um, for over six months this this didn't yeah, just get here in february yeah probably not uh but yeah this actually is kind of a fun opportunity podcast wise because uh i've only gotten to talk about hockey once so far <laughs> in the 18 episodes and incidentally enough that was with uh joey harkin oh really joey uh, talked hockey yeah i don't know i guess he's a big hockey fan i thought but, he wasn't uh, i thought i remember i went on the road with him one time and i tried to talk i was talking hockey with i think bellis or the guitar or the drumist uh what the hell was his name pat pasadena's last drummer I forget. He's still in the yeah, circuit. He's long know. hair, but I was talking to hockey with them, and he was like just not into it. He's into hockey now. Honestly, I forgot exactly how we got on the subject, or, or like exactly what we were talking about, right? Within this, within hockey, but I mm-hmm. did think it was kind of funny that we went on some tangent about it. But I figured to bring it up now, since you know we both play and we're big yeah, fans big of the sport fans as well. Sport as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I guess they shut the AHL down. For yeah, me, I saw that. There, there's, there seem to be like positive rumors as far as playing hockey in uh, empty stadiums, empty barns, yeah. as it were. Uh, from from the people I've talked to and from the articles I've uh, heard, I think more likely you're going to see it than not see it. I don't think I don't think the AHL shutting down has any relation at all to the NHL. The NHL is not going to. They're they're not going to do what the AHL is doing. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. They, they were talking on uh chicklets today on the latest episode that like the AHL essentially makes all its money off ticket sales. Yeah. And all the money. NHL makes, yeah. Although the NHL makes a ton of money off that, they uh, make even more off TV. So, yes. Correct. Uh, they'll be, they'll be fine playing. Um, without the fans, but, well, they'll be sustainable. Uh, They're not going to be fine. They're gonna, you're gonna, see, what you're gonna see happen if they come, even if they come back or don't come back, you're gonna see a significant drop in the salary cap, and the escrow is gonna go way down, and you're gonna see a lot of teams different. Like, I think, I think you're gonna see like even like I think this will be the end of the caps currently as we know them. I mean, they'll keep Backstrom, they'll keep Ovi, obviously, but. Holpe, I think Holpe will be gone. I think Oshie might be gone. Carlson might be gone. They'll have to get rid of some big contracts because that salary cap is going to go down significantly because they're not going to have that uh, playoff money. They're not going to have that significant playoff money that tickets and outside of events bring in, especially sponsorship. They'll yeah, have to. They'll have to make as much off TV as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to go up this year. No, I guess but, it was going to. Um, I think they said yeah. before the before this happened, they were expecting it to go up maybe four or five million. That's huge. That might have actually been a possibility, yeah. you know, to keep Holpe with at that number. But no, no way, not anymore. It's going down for sure. I think it might go down even like mm. ten million, which is damn, which is crazy. So I doubt it. I doubt it'll go down that much, man. I feel so. like these owners got deep pockets, but I could be wrong. I don't think it's about that. I think it's just. I don't know. It, it's not going to – I don't know. I'm nervous about it. I don't want to see – you know, we're in the midst of the best Caps team they've ever had. I want to enjoy it for as long as it happens because I remember going to games in the 90s and 2000s and 
Oh, yeah, there'd be nobody there. Buying a ten dollar tick buying a ten dollar ticket, sneaking down to the lower level in the first period and just Yeah. Didn't have that's to what leave. everybody did. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. But uh you were almost guaranteed to to watch a loss. So that was the downside. Oh yeah. But, but yeah. That's all right. Hopefully. I've... I would like to see the playoffs come back and hand out the cup anyway. Especially with this like massive tournament like almost sweet sixteen style playoff bracket they're talking about. Yeah, that could be that could be cool. Yeah, they're talking twenty four teams. Yeah, I know. So like, how do you think that's gonna work? It's gonna be pretty funny, especially if one of the bottom, uh, the team like if a team outside the top sixteen wins the cup. That's gonna be crazy, and it could happen because the regular season now means nothing. Well, I know, but people are going to be bitter. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, all those if, if some those Tampa one fans, of the bottom like, half. Yes, yeah. those Tampa fans and those Bruin fans that are just waiting for that cup. I mean, Boston won it, ten years ago, so they can pound it. Yeah, because we know how the playoffs are. Anyway, if you're on a hot streak going in there, you could be a bottom half team, but you could end up winning it all. Were the Caps? Be, were the Caps on a hot streak when we won in eighteen? Uh, uh, I don't feel like we uh, were. Well, obviously Holpe wasn't. And no, not at all. Gr- I guess it was Grubauer was on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't remember them being good or bad going into the run. It was just kind of one of those years where they had a solid season, and it was just like, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> they go down. Uh, I-, I went to the first two games in the Columbus series. Oh, wow. Uh, they where they lost in overtime both games. I was like, here we go, here we go. Another yeah, great Caps fans. Are, like obviously we're both Caps fans, but man, Caps fans can be the worst when it comes to like they are being deflated. Like the whole building just feels empty when yes. the Caps go down a goal in the playoffs. Like everybody's mood just is shot. Everybody just starts getting like immediately angry and depressed, and it's like I don't think that happens. At other teams' arenas, as much. Yeah, I bet it does. But I just to piggyback on what you're saying. So I was at the game in 2010 for Game Seven for against Montreal. Do you remember that season? We we won a oh, Presidents yeah. Trophy. We we were just yeah, yeah, crushing yeah. the league, and we were Kobe up. We had th- like 65 goals. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, I don't think it, I don't think it was the 65 goal season, but it was the one where the Caps just went wire to wire. They were just crushing everyone. You assumed they were going to win the cup because I think they only lost like 15 times, and it was the series against Montreal where they were up three one, and Montreal was a bad team. They they got in the playoffs. They weren't even 500, and yeah. and a bad Montreal team came back three one down in the series. So we go to game seven. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way the Caps are going to let this horrible team, horrible team win this game. <laughs> and just as the game went on, it was only, it was a one nothing game through the entire game going into the third period. Yep. And it's just dead silence. And I was like, it's only one nothing, but it might as well have been 10 nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it just feels that way. One shot, with- one shot cha- would have changed that game. But it's just like, the crowd was like just choked up, and the and the yeah, thing is, no. the Caps were dominating the game. I think they had fifty yeah, they something had like, shots, and Montreal had like more. eighteen. Yeah, I want to say they almost got to like seventy shots or something crazy. It was, it was crazy. Like, I mean, but, I mean, I guess you know when you're 
constantly firing rockets directly dead center of the goalie. Yeah. Every NHL the goalie goal. just gets in a get, gets in a good groove and yeah. then gets in their head. The quality of shots yeah. were, I'm sure, terrible. I mean, at, at the time, you're not really noticing it. You just think like when you're. That's the one thing I love about it is when you're at a game, you feel like every shot can go in. It does. You don't feel like oh, that yeah. when you're watching it on TV, but you feel like that when you're at the game. For sure. But yeah, I remember but, that. I mean, thank thank God they won because <laughs> it's too many depressing. Yeah. Playoff springs for sure. The so. I got a I got a story about that. Did I ever tell you my story of when I was out there the day of the game, in, game five? In Vegas. Yeah. Did I ever tell you what happened? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Go ahead. So I'm gonna have to name drop here. I don't normally want to do that, but I'm gonna do it now. So I always bleep it. What's that? I can always bleep it. Nah, you don't have to. <laughs> he wouldn't care, but I'm just saying. Um so you know I was out there. I went out to Vegas the day before Game Five. Um, bought tickets. My brother was my brother. So this is part of the story too, which is funny. So my brother was in Australia, uh, doing a commercial for I think I don't know Nike or Kobe or something. I don't remember. So he jumps on a flight. So his so his uh, flight was from Sydney to Tokyo, Tokyo to LA, LA to Vegas. He lands in Vegas one hour prior to Game Five. So one oh, wow. delay in any of those flights, he would have been screwed. He yeah. would have missed the whole game. So he lands one hour and gets to his seat five minutes before puck drop. So that's part of the like the craziness of that day too. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So I woke up probably I woke up early because I'm still on East Coast time, um, and I started having anxiety the entire day because I knew how much money I had sunk into it because I had also bought tickets for Game Six here in DC because I assumed that's when they were going to win the cup. And um, yeah, so I'm pacing around. What I had planned to do, I was just going to do some work during the day. Then I was going to hang out by the pool. I didn't do any work in the hotel because I was just pacing around having this anxiety like, oh, man, I'm in this for like a lot of money. I'm out here. They need to do like they need to win. <laughs> I can't I can't handle a flight back home where they don't win this game. Like I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. So I go down to the bar and. Keep in mind, it's Vegas in June, so it's like 105 degrees. And so I start getting – so I sit at the pool. The pool bar is right next to me. I get one of those big, tall, like 18-inch long bottles of rum and Coke, and I just start nice. down. I start downing them. And I drink like four <laughs> or five of them. And these things are, like I said, like they're big. Yeah. So by the last one, then it hits me. And I get super drunk really, really fast. And this is probably three hours before game time. And I, you know, I was pissed because, you know, you're going to game five of the cup final. I wanted to go down to like the fan fest and hang out, watch warm ups, have yeah. like just experience the whole thing. So I get super drunk. I walk around the pool to try and get my shit together because I can feel myself getting really, really drunk really, really fast. And have you ever been so drunk? that your brain had to work overdrive to like keep your shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah, process process reality. Reality. Yes. It was like, hey idiot, you need to go to a you need to go to something right now. You can't just get you can't just party well, and get tanked. It's just funny because like I've never known you to drink really much right. at all. But I don't drink. when I ha when I have seen you drink, it's just like zero to a hundred a million. Like you just 
yes. basically just get housed. Housed. So I get, I could see that happening. Yeah. So, and I was drinking 100% because of the anxiety I was feeling going into this. So, you got to learn how to pace yourself, man. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't that day. So I started walking around the pool to just like get my head okay. I dropped the bottle next to the pool. I walk like two or three feet and I fall into the pool. Uh, just, yeah, just fall into the pool. Everyone might have helped sober you up a little bit. It didn't. No. <laughs> it definitely didn't. And so I got out of the pool and I'm still like, I almost drowned in there because I like just, I'm not coordinated because I'm just so hammered drunk. I get, I get out, I get to the bar. They already started calling security for me. But thankfully, they were like, look so cool about it. So I get to the bar and I sit down. I'm like, bro, I need a water stat. He gives me a wa- He gives me like four bottles of cold water and a bucket and one of those Bud Light ice buckets empty. And I just yeah. start housing and throwing up everything into those buckets. I take a Ugh. swig of water. I throw it back up and it's just like projectile. It was so bad that they had to dump it out and give me another one. Because it just kept coming and coming and coming. Sorry if I'm grossing out your audience. Right uh, now. I'm amazed. Yeah, well, we'll be lucky to have an audience, right? <laughs> but uh, no. I'm amazed you made it to the game. I'm not there yet. <laughs> so uh. this is this is about three hours prior to game time. So I finally get purged. I'm at the bar. I start getting like... So at this point of the interview, the audio cuts out. But Matt gets back to his story and just sick. Yeah, it's always good to check on that. All right, we're good now. Some idiot called me and blocked and fucked it up. So, anyways, yeah. So I'm just like, bro, I'm a huge Caps fan. I'm been a Caps fan all my life. They have a chance to win the cup. I know that you guys are Vegas fans, but man, I I need this. And he's like, all right, man. Well, I don't think you're gonna make it to this game. But security comes and surrounds me. <laughs> And I start having a panic attack like I'm about to get arrested. And I was just like, please don't arrest me. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I just couldn't. I just got all this anxiety. I had to deal with it. And they're like, man, you're fine. We're just going to make sure that you're okay. So that, that calmed me down a little bit. So I'm like, okay, well, now it's like two and a half hours to game time. I get back to my room. This takes me forever because I'm bouncing off the walls in the hallway. I'm like falling down trying to get to the elevator. It was bad. I get to the elevator, get back to my room. I get to the shower. I had already thrown up like two or three times now. I get to the shower. I crawl into the shower. I start throwing up into the shower. Mm-hmm. And it, like I just I have the water on cold to just try and like calm my body temperature down. And it's just like I'm passing out in the shower like in my own filth and all that. <laughs> and I – um. So I'm in the shower for like 45 minutes, obnoxiously long, but I can't, I just can't get up because my bot, my mind and my body are just not syncing up. So, so enough time goes by. I have to like, I have to look at the time. It's like an hour to game time now. Struggle just to get out of the shower. I get cleaned up, brush my teeth. It takes me like 30 minutes to put on my shorts, boxers, and a Caps t-shirt. And I start, and I was I was at the Luxor. If you know, have you ever been to Vegas? Uh, not as an adult. <laughs> so the Luxor is the uh, pyramid-looking hotel. It's not far from the arena, but it's not that close either. Uh, the arena is behind New York, New York, that area. 
And so stumbling out of this hotel, I'm like, I need some food. I need something to settle my stomach. I go to New York, New York. I'm like, oh, they'll have New York style pizza because, you know, it's New York, New York. Not really, but it was like a Sabaros or some yeah. shit. And I'm like, all right, pizza will calm me down. I always get drunk and get pizza. It's, you know, this will be fine. I sit at the table with this slice of pizza and a water for like 10 minutes just staring at it. I don't eat it. I throw it away, get my water. I start walking out. This this band of like five or six high school girls is like, hey, take our picture. And I was like, fuck no. And I walked past them. <laughs> I walked past them. And I was just like, every cop I see is like in my mind, like this guy wants to arrest me right now. This guy wants to arrest yeah. me. You should have, like, called up one of those hangover buses, man, and just got, like, the hangover IV on the spot on the yeah. way to the game. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, yeah, in Vegas, man. I, oh, well, I wish I would have known that then. <laughs> so I mean, it might cost a fortune, but it probably would have been worth it. I would have paid sense. for it. I would have paid for anything at that yeah. time. Finally get to the arena. Little John's playing on the stage in front of the arena. So I walked past. I was like, I can't deal with Little John right now. <laughs> <laughs> and... I make my way in, finally get to my seat. I pass out in the seat. This is like this is right after warm-ups. You know, you know the timeline. It's, so it's right after yeah. warm-ups. They're cutting the ice. So I missed the whole warm-ups, which I was pissed about. Get to my seat. I pass out immediately. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh the lights go down and I and I wake up during the the live action um medieval time show that they do. That's when I woke up. Oh yeah, big intro. Yeah, and it just didn't like register with me. Like, oh man, I'm at a game where the Caps can win the cup. Like, I'm just want to sit back and enjoy this. And that's pretty. That was my that was my journey from waking up to getting to that game, and just how much of a mess it was because I just got so drunk because I couldn't handle the pressure of if they lose this game, I got to deal with this flight back. I got to deal with. You know, getting ready for game six. I'm out at like thousands of dollars at this point. Yeah, how pissed would you would you have been if you slept through the game? <laughs> Everyone at work. Was... I sent a text message to my guys at work, and I'm like, you guys need to check up on me like at like six o'clock or something. Like just Yeah. And they were trying to, and I was I was getting text messages and calls all day. All day. Especially after <laughs> they won. And so and I wasn't checking anything because I just like couldn't handle it. I was just trying to like take care of myself at that point. Um, yeah. Oh my god! If I passed out and woke up and it was dark out outside, mm-hmm. I would have been no good. Especially seeing highlights yeah. of Ovi carrying the cup around, I would never <laughs> survive that. Yeah, you didn't join <laughs> in the after party there. <laughs> uh, I got a story about that too, man. So I hit up I hit up Craig Lachlan before that day, or before the, before I get really drunk. I was like Locker. Please tell me that these guys don't have this like, oh, you know, we're just out here. We'll party. If we win, we win. But if not, we'll win it back at home. He's like, nah, they're, they're going to win it there. They don't want to. They, they're done playing hockey. Yeah. They want to be done. <laughs> they don't want to do this all over again. Yeah. So. So obviously, and then there, then there's the game. And I don't drink at all during the game. I'm, you know, I'm just slamming waters. I'm sobering up because, you know, it's it's a huge thing. Yeah. It's a historic game. I want to, you know enjoy it um but yeah man i started i was definitely feeling the heat when the caps went down three two going into the third i was like uh-oh my yeah, worst fears are realized yeah i remember watching it and thinking this actually doesn't seem that bad somehow like you know 
I started it might feeling be that way. Went off. I started feeling that way once the period started because the period seemed like it was going slow, which I thought was good because yeah. we're down, and they were they were dominating the play. Like I, you know, the the goals that were scored in the uh, third were away from me. They were on the other side. I was in the end zone where they were celebrating, and yeah, and so that. But then when. When uh, Eller scored that goal and they went up with seven and a half to go, then the game got really slow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they made it, man. So, not the, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. and you got to be there. Yeah. So that's a once a once in a lifetime thing, especially in Vegas. Oh yeah, but, I'll never get. I'll never have a day like that again. Yeah, that's awesome. Worth every penny of debt. I'm yes. sure. Yes, it was. <laughs> Very few things I can say that. That was worth every penny. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. We could bring this back over to to music. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, just talk talk, about I, I just talked forever. to your ears off about my day going into game five. No, nah, it's perfect, man. I mean, that's what this thing's for is just, I don't know, telling stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess we could just sort of wrap it up on the, on the musical event note. I mean, sort of like. What uh, we went over what you were working towards as far as maybe doing the Route One Festival yeah. with Guinness or uh, I don't know. Are there any other big ideas, big grand plans for twenty twenty one or whenever the hell we can play music again? Yeah, my so my goal with this company is to do multiple events in different parts of the country. I, you know, I have people in New York and L A and Vegas and Florida that could help me put this stuff on. You know, people that I can just yeah. contract and uh, just kind of pay, you know, as we go along. So I really want to do more stuff, you know, in Maryland and outside of Maryland. Um, I would love to do a, a music festival in Hilton Head, South Carolina, which they don't have really anything. I don't know if that would be the best That'd market. Be awesome. I would hope it would be. I know it's a big retirement community, but it seems like it's gotten a lot more mainstream and a lot of people, especially younger people like yeah. to go. But I also am in, in the uh, mindset that, you know, the talent will bring the fans. So. Would love to do something yeah, there. It doesn't seem like there's any shortage of bands these days, so yeah. if you can find some good ones or some ones that are connected, then you should be good to go. Yeah, there's definitely um, enough. Uh, that's the one thing I like about the music industry. It, your music just has to be good. Um, there's right. enough fans for everybody. There's enough music for everybody. There's enough. There, it's just you just have to be good and be access, accessible. You know, you need to tour. You need to do stuff like that. So you can yeah. definitely make your own way. But if your stuff sucks. You're not gonna. You're just yeah. not gonna get fans. Pretty much. <laughs> um, should bands be hitting you up uh, or your company up rather directly, or should they be going through their booking agent? Like, uh, how do you go about finding bands? Is it a little of both, where they reach out to you, or is it more you're searching for them? Like, well, well you well, the biggest thing to take away from this business, especially the music business, it's who you know you know if you're friendly with a yeah. band you could be able to call like there's several bands that i could just call up the lead singer and just be like hey what do you think of this but the the right way to do things is through a booking agent i'm, I'm you know there's there's a reason that they have booking agents there's a reason why bands have managers they have a job um you know yeah. if you're friendly if you you know you consider these guys friends and you can talk to them sure talk to them you know every situation is different but you know do do it the right way go through the channels Talk to the people who, you know, that's their job. That's how they make money. You know, that's how they're yeah. making a living. And they also need to protect their clients and make sure that, you know, 
people aren't going to take advantage of them. Concert producers or promoters aren't going to take advantage. And, you know, I hear a lot of horror stories and things like that of, you know, concert producers that are like, sorry, guys, got no money for you. But really, they're pocketing like several hundred bucks. That's that's yeah, kind of shitty. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Luckily, I'm in a f- I got another source of income that I can do this kind of the right way and not worry about, you know, screwing these guys over. I don't want to, I don't want to build a business that way. You know, and I think yeah, it's, it, it's kind of funny how we're both in the same boat when it comes to that, as far as like pursuing this out of passion or out of genuine interest yeah, rather than like trying to somehow, you know, actually make money. I mean, we're trying to, you know, be successful, but at the end of the day, it's like, we still got a paycheck or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel a lot more freedom in that, I think, yeah. than trying to have your back to the wall and trying to, like, force things to work when they're not working. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't Definitely don't force it to work when it's not working. If it, you know, it's like, it, in business, you have I mean, you have to hustle. It's just the way it is. Uh, you know, if you don't, someone else will, and they're the ones that are going to get the money. They're the ones that are going to get the clients. They're the ones that are going to get everything. So you gotta, you, you do have to hustle. There's nothing handed for, handed to you in this business. You know, there's a lot of businesses you yeah. might be able to get away with stuff like that. Anything entertainment wise, no chance, no chance at all. You've got to hustle. Um, you know, and, then, and the, even then, you also have to have some element of luck. Yeah, seems like, oh, sure. Right, right place, place, right time. Yeah, you know? a lot, a lot of right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Working, especially when I would work in the sports field, and you know, pretty much majority of my contacts that are in professional sports has pretty much all been right place right time yeah yeah but you gotta you know you gotta work to be lucky and or you gotta be good to be lucky and lucky to be good or whatever it is so yeah hopefully i can get back to that um yeah and that's the one thing and to piggyback what you were saying before especially about paying you know it's not going to be unlikely because the the two people that i hired are basically sponsorship directors their job is to go out and recruit sponsorship funds for events and they get paid and they get paid a percentage of what they recruit there i mean my goal hopefully is that they'll end up making more money than me and which will make them happier and will make you know the business succeed and good chance that you know the ceo me will probably end up making the less out of uh I'll probably be the one making the least amount of money, which honestly I'm fine with, you know. And, and that may also be that may be in the short run too. Yeah. A lot of that could just be basically looked at as building, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you got to constantly be building. Yeah, and once you have a bigger foundation to work off, then arguably you may be pulling in a little more change. Who knows? That'd be nice. Um, yeah, money is good. You get your stimulus check. <laughs> Not yet. I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm nervous. No, I'm is... nervous about that whole thing. I don't want to get screwed on my taxes next year. Would it screw? I, I, I guess I don't know enough about taxes to know how it would screw you. It could. It might. Yeah. Are, are we supposed to get one or two or is it like I, I don't even know anymore. I heard one, but I saw on the news that there's going to be another one coming out maybe. Like yeah. there's like a trillion, like a four trillion dollar stimulus package coming, you know. Yeah. The more stimulus checks they put out there, the more you're gonna have to pay for it at the at the on the back end. So, I don't know. I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a position where I don't. On... Need, yeah, I'm in a position where I don't need it, so I'd rather not get taxed and screwed. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I don't know where everyone falls in the tax bracket, so it may just come down to 
where exactly you are in the ladder, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this has been a good conversation about what you've been doing, and I wanted to kind of get you on here to talk about it because, you know, talking to musicians is one thing, but, you know, you're the you're the guy that runs the show, so to speak. Yeah, sometimes maybe one of one of one of many, and uh, there's definitely yeah, better ones getting... out there, and there's definitely worse ones out there. So, yeah, and hopefully, you know, maybe you'll be some kind of big shot down the road. We'll see. <laughs> my my goal is to be a big shot that nobody knows about. That's that's my goal. Exactly. Well, that's the best kind, man. Yep. Hidden hidden is, in the shadows. The goal is not to to be famous in that realm. No. For sure. Be nice to be rich, but I don't want um, to be famous. Yeah, I almost feel like playing music, it's like being famous is almost it's definitely secondary, but it's also like it don't it'd be nice if there was more anonymity. Oh, no way. chance. Yeah, but it's it's hand in hand, you know. Mm-hmm. One one comes with the other. Have you so. have you watched that Michael Jordan or that Chicago Bulls documentary on ESPN that's going around right now? Yeah, I just started it, uh, but I haven't watched enough of it to really comment. So that dude, even back in the 90s, this is before social media and anything, that dude needs a staff around him even when he's in his own locker room. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're that famous, you need like a secret service, basically. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. You can't You yeah. can't go anywhere without protection. I mean, that's that's why, you know, Michael Jackson had that like compound or whatever. I mean, uh, but I feel like once you reach certain status, like you're just not going to be able to mingle anymore no. with the masses, you know? Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'll have to keep checking it out. It's good, uh, man. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just finishing off the wire since I never did get around to watching the last couple seasons. That's a good so, one too. I didn't like season five, but, uh, Season one, three, and four were great. Which which season are you on right yeah. now? Uh, on four, like somewhere in the middle. The school, the schools. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean it's a great show. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of TV shows, I actually ended up getting by accident on the uh, Gordon Ramsay show on Fox. Yeah, I met you down in Ellicott City, City that day. I met you down there. Yeah, that day. I'll have to send you the little screenshots. But I uh, saw it on your I mean, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're we're obviously just kind of way in the background or whatever, but it was still funny because we literally like stumbled on set, like we were just like, oh, what's going on? And there's a crowd of people. That happened you to know, me in New York once. I stumbled onto yeah. a, a a Law and Order SVU set, and uh, we got to be in the background. I never saw the episode, but we got to be in the background for something. Yeah, definitely check out the Ellicott City show though. It wasn't yeah. bad, and it's funny because that one place. That one bar that we hung out in, they completely redid it. Was that Diamondbacks? Um, no, Diamondbacks, I think, is now the brewery. It's now Manor Hill. So Diamondbacks doesn't exist anymore. I think you're thinking of Phoenix. Phoenix was the one at the bottom of the hill that they have now gotten rid of. Hmm. Um, but they also got rid of Diamondback and just put a brewery in there. I used to go down to Old Elk but, City uh, all the time, too. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's still nice prior to the quarantine, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I'll meet you down there. 
I'll meet you down and, there when this uh, gets done. Oh, it'll be great. I'm, I'm just like, I've forgotten what it was like to like order a beer at a bar. That's that's one of going to be like my favorite things to do again, probably. <laughs> but uh, it's also been nice to lay off the bar. <laughs> lay yeah. off the uh, going out and stuff, too. It's uh, definitely losing weight and all that. So oh, That must be nice. Sorry. I don't know how I've gained it, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I guess most of my pounds come from junk bar food and beer. So <laughs> since there's a lot less of that, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Well, my exercise was always the gym and hockey. So that's obviously falling by the wayside. And I think my, my a lot oh, of my yeah. hockey is going to be done anyways. I just, body's, yeah. body's not uh, adding so, up anymore. Yeah, you saw they're using the Garden's Ice House as a morgue. Yeah. Talked, I talked yeah, to them not too long ago. Some crazy shit. That's gnarly, huh? Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just... I don't know. It's like some dystopian future. But uh, what did they say, if anything? I mean, is that just more or less permanent until this is all over? Or uh, I mean, yeah. They're going to start getting bodies out of there, I think, sooner than later. But, um, you know... Well, I guess the, the, the bright side is they can pay their rent. I mean, they got to be getting... Yeah. They're money, making tons money of money. They're making more money yeah. doing that than they would during their normal operation. Right. They, yeah, they're they're, they're definitely making money. They wouldn't have done it otherwise. Yeah, no doubt. Because at first, I was actually, you know, besides missing hockey, like I was concerned that maybe some of the rinks were going to go under. Yeah. Without, I mean, without they're not money makers as of, it is. Like those are right. They're scraping by with, you know, mm -hmm. but. Um, they're building. So it's good that they'll. They're building a new one in Bowie still. Like that's still. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're still doing that. Is it an extension of what's already there, or is it something completely different? Completely different. So they're gonna yeah. shut down that, which sucks because I do love that rank. It's. That, I think it's cool. I think it's a unique rank, and it's just they're basically building a. It's like a new Gardens Ice House in Bowie. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure it'll look nice. I'm sure yeah. it'll be great and comfortable, but you know that buoy rink. It's always been cool, and the, the ice was fine. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, unique. Um, the wood and everything, the wood ceiling, it was cool. Yeah, it's a good barn, as they say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll probably let you go here soon. I, I usually do like about a forty-five minute episode. Yeah. On average. Where are we at right now? Um, we're at like the 50 minute mark. Hmm. So, cool. I mean, we could obviously talk forever, but uh, um, for the sake of who may or may not be listening to this, <laughs> probably bore them to death. Is there any like final parting that I feel like describes your company or or what you're doing or just words to live by? From, words from to the... live by. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the company is just. You know, it's a fun company. It's, you know, we just, we want to put on fun events that people want to go to. You know, we want to do, yeah. we want to bring different communities together. Like one of the ideas we, we want to do when this reopens is do a video game convention and a beer convention together. Uh, we're, yeah, we're going to call it, That'd be awesome. yeah, we're going to call it Game Brews where craft breweries, you know, basically we set up a bunch of video games and we could, would bring in like video game vendors um you know you know those video game vendors that like do classic video games like old super nintendo and 
and uh, old school yeah, stuff. And I mean, sell those. It seems like, like it's it's been a hot commodity lately to yeah. re-release stuff, whether oh, yeah. it's consoles or games. So I just think it would be cool to bring those communities together. You know, bring uh, you know have a Call of Duty tournament going on in one part of the building. Sorry. Then the, Sign me up, man. Then you, yeah, then you roll out, grab some craft brews, and walk around. I think it would be a cool, unique thing that, I, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, has never seen before. So, but that it's just that kind of thing. We want to do cool events, cool, unique events. You know, we're in talks with. This is the one thing I can say. I'm definitely in talks with uh, the FDNY and the NYPD hockey team about taking on a a role with their game that they host every year at Madison Square Garden. So nice. I wouldn't I wouldn't be in charge of it or anything like that, but something smaller scale, which you know, would be a yeah. big thing for us. And I don't know if you've ever like I don't know Dude. if you've ever been to it. That is one of the best hockey events you'll ever go to and in your life. I have not, but I I can only imagine. But can you imagine how much bigger or how like crazy it's going to be when they're able to do it again? Yeah, I mean, it's, assuming it's, there's it's, no like restrictions, like that place is. Oh, yeah. be nuts. Well, they're not going to do it until they can do it without any restrictions. It could be years from now, for all I know. But God, I, just I hope mean, not. Like, as much as I'm hey. not a big component of crowds, like crowds get on my nerves. I want when I go to sporting events and concerts, I want there to be crowds. I want there to be a lot of people. You know, yeah. not when I'm trying to buy jeans at Target. I don't want there to be a lot of people. <laughs> but like, yeah. at, like cool events. Yeah, I want to go to where the people are and hanging out. I mean. I, I don't know. I yeah. hope this hasn't terrified people to, you know, live in an igloo their entire lives now. But I don't think so. I mean, there's obviously a, like a dichotomy between the complete germaphobes and then the people who just absolutely don't give a shit. But oh, yeah. I don't know. It'll probably balance out somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. I know they just opened bars in Wisconsin and they're packed already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, so, sky- I mean, <laughs> I'm sure those those numbers will skyrocket now. I know. I mean, I, I don't know what what will happen. It's, yeah, my mom's in South Carolina. Say. She says they're all open for business. Business as usual. Right. I mean, I'm, for better or worse, the, the almighty dollar seems to march on. I think I, I don't know. Yeah. I have pro- probably more confidence in that than I do, I don't know, most things. Let's hope because my stocks are going down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. So how's your stocks doing, bud? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm always trying something, but yeah, <laughs> not uh, not as much recently. You should invest know. in some uh, cannabis businesses like me. Yeah, I think I got some. Um, nothing much, just jump change, really. Penny stocks, babe. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll, one of them will turn out to be something. Yeah, uh, turn out to be a dollar. Yeah, from a cent. Uh, nah, I don't know. Once that becomes legalized, then who knows? There'll be a Coca-Cola, of, you know, pot somewhere. Can't wait. Snoop Dogg or Wiz Khalifa will probably have the, the big brand if I had to guess. Do you know? Uh, do you know all it takes for Snoop Dogg? If you want Snoop Dogg in a concert, you know all you have to do is give him a hundred thousand dollars cash and a bag of weed. Really? That's it, and he'll play mm. a concert for you for an hour. Well, if I ever come across a hundred grand that I need to burn, then uh, it's a good deal, man. You could sell a hundred grand worth of tickets for a Snoop Dogg I concert. I wonder. 
Yeah, I know. You know how he shows up in the movie Old School? In that one scene? I don't know if you ever watched it. Yeah, movie, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I wonder how much did you get? That, that was 100 grand there, right there. In that scene or more. something. Probably a little more than yeah, that for, for that. For a full-blown Hollywood budget, yeah. Yeah. But, but still, you show up to a frat party for 100 grand somewhere. Be funny. That'd be crazy. I didn't do uh, the frat life. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna probably get back to making some dinner or doing something, but Cool. It's been good to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks for um, having me on. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll get this edited up and uh, out in the airwaves. You want to give any shout-outs to anyone you think might be listening? Uh, Shout-out to uh, your boy Luke. Keep uh, keep hustling, bro. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's hustling something, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely hustling something. <laughs> <laughs> Can't always pin down exactly what it is, but... Oh, he cracks, he cracks me up. He's working it. Yep. The LJR. LJR. So. <laughs> When's the next music video I, we're doing, dude? Yeah, exactly. I want to be in the uh, bar. I'm the bartender. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever they lift their restrictions and safe to do it and all that stuff, I guess, you know? Yeah. But, cool, man. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, sorry we couldn't talk more about the uh, the music side or music videos and stuff like that. No, this has been great. I mean, at this point, you know, this is the most human interaction we get yeah. <laughs> outside of whoever we live with. Um, so mm-hmm. if you want to come back on, maybe if you, especially if you get, you know, some updates down the road here. Yeah, for sure. You definitely, you could be like a, you know, semi-regular guest or whatever. Semi-regular, I like so, it. Yeah, I'll push yeah. your stuff on uh, my pages as well. All right, sweet. I'll probably get this out, uh... Within a week, I think. Usually Mondays are my release day. Cool. Looking forward to it. Sweet. All right, man. All right, man. Take care. Godspeed. (laughs) See you, buddy. So, yeah, I want to thank Matt for coming on, and thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, whether you're friends of his or maybe friends of mine or just checking out the episode, you can find his stuff at thestage20agency.com for uh, management and booking information and all that Uh, if you do want to do an episode on this podcast and you're like a musician or entertainer or booking person in the DMV area feel free to send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or whatever Uh, maybe a final note uh, we didn't mention it before was Matt did have a little mini cameo in my band's last video Uh, the video was called Weekend um other than that hopefully everyone's doing all right out there staying safe staying sane and uh if you're a frontline healthcare worker obviously wish you the best otherwise uh, i'll see you next week <laughs>